Hi everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to another year of sharing stories, tips and ideas on how we strive to be the best version of ourselves right here on Journey to the Good Stuff. Well, 2021 was interesting to say the least, wasn't it? I remember after that massive pause that we'd all faced in 2020, we went into the new year 2021 with such optimism, thinking we've all faced this collective trauma together as the world came to a stop. So now, the only way is up. But did we speak too soon? Let's find out as I let you in on my 2021 journey to the good stuff. My 2021 started in a way that I couldn't have possibly predicted, as I was plunged into a few months of one of the most challenging situations I've ever, ever faced in my life. And while stuck in the middle of this, I felt like everything I thought I knew about the world and life and people had been completely turned upside down. Even though the 18 months before that had been building up to this point, I hadn't actually thought for one second that there would be quite as many dramatic twists and turns as there was. Thankfully, I was lucky enough to have a great support system around me that was so understanding and held space for me in those moments when I couldn't even hold myself. And although I'm not really ready to talk about it on this platform yet in more detail, once I've done the healing work in this area, I will, because I know that it will benefit others when I do. Then, in the blink of an eye, we moved into spring. May was the start of the light seeping back into my life, both figuratively and literally, and I started to feel a lot more like me again. In fact, some of the people, one person in particular, that I met around that time, definitely helped to put a spring back into my step. No pun intended. And as a family, me and my sons started to prepare for the beginning of the end as my youngest son was preparing to leave primary school to start high school. Beginnings and endings was a recurring theme for me in 2021. So this new transition was in one way tinged with excitement for the new beginning and his shift into the next stage of his journey, but also a deep sadness as we absolutely loved his primary school and both of my boys had really flourished there. It felt like we were starting to grieve the loss of the school support, the love of his friends and my support network of my amazing mums, who I probably wouldn't have got through the last few years without, as I'm often spinning many plates just to keep things going as a single mum, with two children in separate schools on opposite sides of the city, with two jobs and leading worship as part of the children's ministry team in my church. And, you know, well, we might as well just throw a little podcast in the mix there as well, eh? Why not? Not like we haven't got anything else to do, is it? As the children had faced an unstable and unsettling couple of years trying to get through their final stages of primary education in a global pandemic, we as parents decided we'd end it all with a bang and celebrate their leaving in style. Let's face it, we hadn't exactly had much to celebrate over the last couple of years, had we? So another mum and I took on the task of organising a leaving party and we absolutely and unapologetically gave those children a day to remember. We spent months planning for 58 kids with 58 sets of parents to listen to, which, believe me, was much harder than trying to please the kids, as well as studying the COVID guidelines for children and schools to ensure that we could make the event COVID safe so it could definitely go ahead. Looking around on that day, and seeing all of those faces on those children that was so full of joy made every sleepless night 
and every bit of stress that we'd constantly felt as we battled against Boris's ever-changing rules and regulations. Totally, totally worth it. Then Summer was so nice. And the friend that I'd met in spring gave me loads of reasons to smile and feel like myself again. And was a welcome distraction to the heartache and the pain that I'd felt from the start of the year. But as summers often do, it came and went in a flash. And the transition into high school went so much smoother than I'd thought. My sons are autistic, so this kind of change is huge for us. And I really had no concept of how we would cope, as autism can be so unpredictable. And even though neither of my son's traits are particularly severe in comparison to others on the spectrum, this kind of thing is still a massive challenge for us. I mean, I guess it is for every single child starting high school, let alone a child with additional needs to consider. I guess having friends from school going with them, a brother in year 11 and a mum who already knew the school and pushed to ensure that all of his needs were going to be met didn't hurt. Again, I felt a sense of gratitude for the support we received from both schools in the transition. We flowed through the next couple of months, learning new ways, settling into different systems and timescales, which often had its ups and downs. But the focus now was on preparing for Christmas and the time when we would see our family again. We hadn't seen them since the last Christmas, so we were really, really looking forward to it. You see, my family live in Spain and this year will be extra special. Some of our extended family were going to be there too. Reliving some of those memories of my Christmases past as a child where our huge family would often celebrate the season together. All of a sudden, Spain changed their entry rules and we had to cancel our flights. We were due to fly five days before Christmas. We were absolutely gutted about this. But I decided to reframe it and look at it from a different perspective, as I very often do with these things. And being at home this year would give us a chance to do the things that we don't normally get to do, because we're not usually here. So it was nice. It was quiet, as was probably the same for most people this Christmas. And this year, I did something totally different on New Year's Eve. As I went to a meditation, cacao and sound bath ceremony, as we shook off the energy of 2021, and we set our intentions for the year to come. It was great. And I went into the year feeling so refreshed and revived. As quite frankly and quite honestly, I'd felt absolutely exhausted for months. Well, you know, I'd have only been sat in watching Jules Holland hoot and Annie on TV with a few glasses of wine. So why not? Throughout this whirlwind of the year with its highs and its lows, I kept coming back to one thing. And that's how I realised how different things could have been if I hadn't have already done so much of the work on myself. In order for any type of growth, we have to do the work. We can't expect positive change to just naturally come on its own without any conscious action to support it. And in my opinion, you'd have to be a bit naive to think that it will. It's like trying to start a healthier lifestyle without making changes to the way you eat or becoming more active and, and expecting to be in a bikini on the beach in Ibiza by the summer. If only it was that simple, eh? <laughs> I'd be made up. <laughs> but sadly, we have to do the work. I'd heard so often from people on a similar journey to me and authors like Brene Brown and Byron Katie and others constantly talk about the work. And in those early days, I had no idea what the work was all about. Well, I guess now I realise that basically, if we want to grow and develop as a person, 
We have to do the work on healing or releasing those aspects of ourselves that are unhelpful to us and keep us from being at peace and feeling true joy. We have to learn to encourage our mind to let go of the past and live in the now. And for me, having a faith and spiritual practices have been a huge part of my journey and helped me to do that. So, for example, I've always had a pretty low self-esteem. I'm a bit of a strange one, really, as I can stand on a stage and perform and host events in front of thousands of people. Yet I massively lack confidence in who I am as a person. So I knew I had to do the work on self-belief, self-love, self-appreciation and understanding who I am and why God has placed me here. And once I realised my purpose, I had to learn as much as I can in order for me to move forwards towards it. Once the pieces started to connect and my faith grew, I developed a confidence and belief in myself and my own abilities and not from an egocentric, arrogant perspective, but I came to appreciate just how strong and how powerful I am to have endured many of the things that I've experienced throughout my life, yet still believe in pure love for humanity. The beauty that is in every single day and the belief that anybody can literally change their lives just by changing their perspectives and being willing to do the work and make the changes to release those old ways of being. For many years, I felt like I'd been walking in this strange fog between depression levelled out thinking and manic, out-of-control thoughts and behaviour. This must have been so difficult for the people around me. It must have been difficult for them to deal with us. It, you know, it was certainly hard for me to experience. But the second I tuned in to fully to my higher power and began to see the signs and synchronicities that were being given to me, the game changed and I awoke to a completely different way of being. And I can safely say, even though there will always be work to do as growth and change will always continually highlight new aspects that we need to work on and we need to do as part of our journey towards the best versions of ourselves I really do love the life that I have now and I am truly grateful for every lesson and blessing that I've received on this journey if you could work on one aspect of yourself throughout 2022 what would it be do you need to set better boundaries for yourself or do you see the glasses always being half empty rather than half full? Are you someone who's impatient? Do you get yourself into codependent relationships? Did you experience trauma in your childhood? Whatever those aspects are, why not do a little inventory for yourself and start doing the work? And I guarantee it will change your life. They say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But what if it is broke? What then? I would love to see a collective awakening where people connected to their higher power, whatever that might be for you, believed in the beauty of who they are and the world around them and chose to lead with love for themselves and each other. Can you imagine what that world would be like? How it would be if an army of lightworkers began to flood our communities with love-inspired action. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was hopeful that it would usher in positive change. But then last year, the collective, rather than coming together to create a new normal in which we support and care for each other and all strive to rebuild this broken world, 2021 felt more divided than it ever has before. 
The great vaccination debate seemed to have literally torn families apart, with opinions being so vehemently defended that human decency, respect and tolerance of each other's opinions seemed to have literally disappeared, along with open and honest conversation in which people can share their own ideas and opinions without being vilified and attacked for doing so. A colleague of mine at work and Rob Blackburn in the podcast episode that we did about mindset last year actually said, it's okay for us to make judgments as it's necessary for us to protect ourselves from harm or move us forward and make new developments and so on. But the problem comes with how you express those judgments to each other. And I actually really agree with that. And this idea of judgment, honestly, has been, it's been really worrying me. I am a truth seeker in terms of those bigger spiritual questions, the who, what, where and whys of life to help us understand who we are and how we can find our purpose and place in this great big universe of ours. I am fascinated by people and I love to ask questions, as you know, from the podcast. I feel like as an educator, the only way to truly learn is to ask questions, especially if you don't understand something. I love healthy discussion and I teach my students to use those skills effectively every single day. As we have to be able to navigate our way through life, sharing our opinions and hearing others while still holding on to your own core values. That to me is a huge part of humanity. Many of the things we've developed within our society have come from an idea, which has then been opened up to discussion to see if it would work. Theories are then challenged and alternative ideas given. And then through those discussions, a plan is created, actions happen, and voila, some of the greatest developments of our world have occurred. We have been dragged into this weird cancel culture society where if you don't think and act in the exact same way as everyone else, then you're no longer one of us. And therefore, you can be attacked and singled out and literally cancelled from being heard within society because you no longer count which obviously is leading to a divided world. Humans are social creatures. And if you no longer belong in the group that you are comfortable in, then you will naturally seek out another group that are more supportive of your ideas and your thoughts. And I feel that being single-minded can lead to dangerous situations depending on the ideas. And history has shown us that. In the industry I work in, we love to share our ideas of how things can work to create programmes of study and projects that will share knowledge in an engaging way. And over the years, the way that people learn and the way that we access information has changed. So education has had to adapt and be creative about how we encourage learning. Imagine if we could no longer share those ideas with our bosses and we all just had to think the same way, whether it was working or not. Would we get anywhere? I pray for the time where we can be open to hearing each other again, where there isn't such divisiveness and aggression shown from all sides about the rights and the wrongs of everything. I was hopeful that the pandemic would see us as a society becoming more unified and inclined to support each other after losing so much. And whilst I understand that the reaction of people during this time is coming from a place of fear, and I guess it's understandable in some ways, but is this not the very time that we need to support each other, allay those fears and work towards moving forward without such hatred of those that don't agree with whatever it is that you think? We have to try 
what I really do fear for what this world will become if we continue down this path. And I felt in 2020 that the discomfort of the debates and judgments around masks and lockdowns and whether it's being managed rightly or wrongly and that noise, oh, it was so oppressive. But I still had high hopes that this world would settle down and we'd all just realise that in a time when the world experienced such loss, we would all come back to realise what's truly important and that's unity and support and love. But then came the vaccine and now the angry, dismissive and divided opinions have become even worse. In all honesty, it doesn't matter to me one bit whether you've had your vaccine or not. At the end of the day, you have to make the choice on what's right for you and your family for whatever reasons they are. And as I've said in the past, I just find it hard that healthy discussion and respectful debate has almost completely disappeared. And that in some ways really does frighten me. I think not having a voice and an opportunity to speak my truth and be respected whilst doing so, it's a massive trigger point for me. So now at the beginning of 2022, I feel like we're at a real turning point. Despite the world still feeling a little turbulent, I'm hopeful that this year can be a real time for us as humans to nurture each other, to rebuild those respectful boundaries and start putting our energies into moving forward in unity in a more positive way. At the end of the day, the actions of those that govern us and the reality that the very systems that are designed to support us are not really designed to favour the people and provide opportunity for all. Shouldn't we just make a choice to lead with love? to support our own communities and become more unified. What are we actually gaining from hating each other? I would argue not very much. I live in a city with a real sense of spirit, a creative city whose people look out for each other. We are opinionated. We stand beside each other, especially in times of trouble. Our people are proud, funny, creative and warm but we also don't shy away from a fight when we feel oppressed. The city is filled with heart and there are so many wonderful projects that support the most vulnerable among us. Now imagine if we could spread that spirit from our city around the world. And we can. We have a new year. We are still here living and there is an opportunity to lead with love. Drop the hatred and become more tolerant of each other's opinions and ideas and start to do the real work that's needed. So how about you take some time to reflect on your 2021 and consider what aspects of yourself you need to do the work on and think about how you can make a difference for yourself and for those around you in 2022. After all, we do have a choice in all things and we can decide who and how we want our lives to be and decide that this broken world just needs a little bit more collective TLC. So here's to a better 2022 for all of us. I wish you good health, peace, love, light and joy. And I'll be bringing plenty more guests to you this year to help share their stories and give hints and tips on how we can journey to our own good stuff, whatever that may be. So we've got work to do. So let's get to it, shall we? And keep on journeying to our good stuff.